Welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast, hosted by Creelan Peters, the fear whisperer of Creelan.com. Listen in as Creelan interviews powerful people who have tamed their fears, embraced their greatness, and gotten out of their own damn way. And now, Creelan Peters. Welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. I am your host, Creelan Peters, the fear whisperer. Today, I welcome Stacey Blanchett to the show. And before I bring her on, let me just tell you a little bit more about her. Stacy is the senior editor of Trend Purvey magazine, producer of two film documentaries, author of one published book, a former fashion designer and business owner in San Diego. She had to learn to let go of control and get out of the way for her life to open up. Welcome, Stacy, to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Yes, and I'm so excited. I'd like to tell my listeners a little bit about kind of how we know each other. And we we just kind of met, but um, we're both involved in a really wonderful Facebook group uh, for women speakers. And I was just telling you before we started that I, I love connecting with women in that group because it's always always wonderful uh, to to get to meet people in that group because everyone's so um, authentic and just doing some really good work. So I'm so excited to have a conversation with you today. I agree with you. They are very authentic and doing some wonderful work. And there's actually people doing wonderful work all over the world. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And report, you can find it. That's true. I, I agree. And, and so, and I'm, I know that you're going to be one of them too. So <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. So, yeah, absolutely. I would love to learn more about you. Um, and so just, you know, tell us more about your story and how you've learned to get out of your own damn way. Well, I, I think that, um, that's a very interesting, uh, concept of getting out of your own way to have a life in terms of, um, not always wanting to be in control. That was probably the one thing that I needed to learn to get out of my way was to let go of always having to be 100% in control of every Mm -hmm. situation that I had coming and then allow myself to just let things happen. Um, Of course, you have to have a plan somewhat, but a lot of times everything that I've ever planned doesn't always 100% come out the way I want it to come out, but it will come pretty close, but it will also open up a new door and take me in a different direction. Mm -hmm. So I've learned to love that. I've learned to really enjoy the process, all the different people that come along the way. I'm just not sure you can do that until you have a lot of years behind you, understand how to, to do it and not be upset about it. Yeah, that's an interesting thing. Age has a lot to do with Mm -hmm. it. I I I agree to to a certain extent. I think that mm-hmm. um, you know there's a new crop of people coming up into their adult years, and I, I you know I ha- I'm one of them is my child. <laughs> So, you know, I see so many in the millennial generation who, you know, some of them are you know kind of much further ahead in their thinking than I was at that age, and some of them aren't. But I, I think that can be true. But I totally agree that. That age can play a huge factor, and and not only age, but the the experiences that we have that really help kind of shape us in being able to um, learn some of these life lessons that you're talking agreed, about. Agreed, agreed. It's never the it's never the number; it's the experience that comes along with the number. If you're somebody who is constantly evolving and changing and progressing as you get older, 
then you're going to have a different view as to somebody who stays the same from their 20s to their 40s and never grows. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that's fine. Everybody has a different way of doing things and getting through life. And whatever works for you is whatever works for you. But if you're not happy and or you want something different, then to keep doing the same thing over and over and over again <laughs> and expect a different result is really it's insanity. Mm-hmm. And I think by now, I and mean, with all the information that's out there in the Internet and books that you can read, there really is no excuse for people not to be able to find the information, to be able to do things differently in their life. The information's out there. It's just why aren't people connecting with the information to do different things? Yeah, that's an interesting question. So I'm going to ask you, like, what kind of was in your way before you were able to kind of grasp that? Me. Me. It was me. It wasn't, you know, and I've actually never been – I am not a follower of anything, so I've always been a leader but a loner. And I think there are lots of people who are leaders, and people tend to look to them to want to go um, and take charge and put everything into that person. I've never allowed people to put anything on my shoulders. I've been a leader. You can follow by my example, but I won't carry you along the way. So in a way, I'm a loner. I'm not much of a team player. Mm-hmm. until I get into situations where I actually need my team. But I only really want people around me that are not leaning on me, but actually going with me. And mm-hmm. I, it's it's very hard. I think that's a very hard one to find. Um, that, again, I think takes a lot of experience in trying to figure out how to get those kinds of people around you without having people around you that will drain you. And there are people who hang on to you that will Mm -hmm. just literally drain you and you're just, I mean, they're just really basically dead weight. And I don't, I don't actually think that most people want to be that person. They just don't have the tools in their Mm -hmm. toolbox to behave any, any, any differently. I agree. Yeah. 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 I, I tend to not take things so personal anymore like I used to in my 20s and my 30s. Um, any situations like, oh, they betrayed me or they, purposely set out to sabotage me, I, I don't tend to look at things like that anymore. I tend to look at, okay, something's going on with them. I need to just sort of back off and live the life I need to live and then let them handle what they need to handle. And nine times out of ten, it's never personal. It's usually something going on with them. It's not really personal. Unfortunately, it happens to you. Mm-hmm. And so that also makes you get in your own way as well because then you start swimming in that. And so the minute you remove yourself out of situations like that and realize that it's not personal always, sometimes it is personal, but sometimes, most of the time it's not, get out of the way. Just, you know, just get out of the way. It's a great concept, just to get out of the way. Oh, thank you. Yes, I will. <laughs> You know, usually things like are born out of our, our own need to, to follow our own advice. <laughs> yeah, you know, everyone wants to, you know, you don't want to hang out with people that have a lot of drama. It's not possible to go through life without having drama. It's not possible. Everybody has situations that come in play. Yeah. Everybody's going to have moments where you're going to be down on your luck. You're going to have moments where it's going to be your low point where you hit rock bottom. That's not the time when people need to leave you. The time when people need to leave you is when they're constantly 10, 15 years in the same cycle with you. That's a bad cycle. But to leave somebody when they're down their luck or not want to help them because, you know, they've got drama going on, it's not a very good. You just need to distinguish between the both of what good situations are to be in and just what situations are not good to be in. And, again, I think that comes with age. 
I really do. I I agree. I, you know, I just had a pretty personal, dramatic thing happen, <laughs> and I well, and it's actually an ongoing thing, and it's, um, mm-hmm. it's something I, I don't share a ton of publicly because it's more affecting my child, and um, but it's something we've been dealing with for for about two years now, and it just kind of peaks every once in a while, and. You know, for the most part, I'm fine. I, I just kind of ride the waves, but this last time was just very, very difficult. Um, and it was, it was pretty much a 48-hour period of intense emotion uh, for mm-hmm. us. And, um, you know, the people closest in my life who I can lean on for emotional support were just wonderful in helping me kind of move move through that and helping my son move through that. Um, but it was drama that was not created by us. <laughs> And and I agree. Like I, you know, talk to people about about that those same concepts about how, um, you know, people are are typically attracted to me because I am a calm force, and that I am kind of a stabilizing, mm-hmm. uh, supportive, calm uh, person in storms. Um, and and I I'm personally I've always been like that, but I've also been trained um, in my previous profession as a therapist to be calm in intense situations. <laughs> yes. You know. Um, however, right, you know, we do have choices about, you know, whether we're going to allow someone else's um, chaos mm-hmm. to come into our lives and how we're going to be affected by it. Um, and it's, it is, that is, I will tell you for myself, it took me many, many years and a lot of experiences oh, to be able to <laughs> go, okay, this is not, and I, I'm right there with you on everything you're talking about there. Well, you know, and my mom had, my mom is a divorce attorney and one of, uh, one of her friends is also a divorce attorney and I always thought what was so interesting about this particular person was that he would never become friends with his clients, and whenever he would have meetings with them to go over their divorce, he would tell them, in means, if you're looking for a friend, I'm not it. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for a confidant, I'm not it either. He goes, there are therapists and friends for the, everything that you're looking for. He goes, I'm a business person that's going to get you through this divorce so that in the quickest, most painful way possible so you can go on and live your life. Uh-huh. And I said to Mike, oh, my God, how can you say that to people at their lowest point? And he says, because I have a family and a life to go home to. Mm-hmm. And I always, I, you know, that that has stuck with me for 20-something years that he has said that to me. And I always, you know, I think that's actually very true. You can help people without taking on their life. Well, and that's what I want in in a therapist or a coach or, you know, a healer. I don't want them absorbing all of my whatever I'm feeling because then Mm -hmm. we're both in the muck there. Then you're, yeah, you're both, you know, so that's another way of having, you know, pick pick your boundaries. And I think that, um, you know, when I first started my company, which was Your Own Girl Friday, um, I had already been working 20 years in the private sector. And when you work for corporations, they're not your friends. You can have friends that are inside the corporation, but your boss generally isn't your friend. So you're hired to do a job, and then you go home and you live your life. Mm-hmm. So when I when I started Your Own Girl Friday, I started it with the premise that I was going to go in and, and take care of what clients needed. I call myself a personal checkbook. My clients can um, tell me what they need to get done, and if I can't do it, I find it for you. Mm-hmm. But what ended up happening was I never took the personal equation into into play. 
And as I got to know my clients and like them and become their friends, and, you know, you it's not possible when you've known somebody for seven years and you're handling issues that are going on in their life and you get to know them and they get to know you, that you're not going to have boundaries crossing mm-hmm. the lines. Right. And so it's, it's you know, you have to find, you find a delicate balance to where, what they're going through doesn't affect your life and bring you down with them. But I can honestly say in the eight years that I've been doing your own girl Friday, that's never happened to me. I mean, I, I think I have the best clients. I've gotten to know some people that are just absolutely amazing, and I'm, I'm forever blessed that I've gotten to know them. And some of them are going through some great times, and some of them over the seven years have gone through bad times. And, you know, it's just... I learned from them. Hopefully they learn a little bit from me. But I, I've definitely learned a lot from my clients. And I've been able to go to my clients for some some information and, and help if I've ever needed it. And they've always been, the, I mean, just, just outstanding. But I think that has to do with the person. And I think it has to do with how you handle situations and um, learning how to basically not be in control 100% of the time or always be right or having lots of drama play out. and I mean, there's just there's ways to handle the situation. And, again, I think a lot of that comes with age. Right, right. And, and you know, boundaries and, and setting those boundaries, I think, that you mentioned earlier is a key mm-hmm. part of that. And being able to um, – there's so many obstacles I see with people, both in my personal life and, you know, the people that I work with professionally mm-hmm. who – struggle with that and you know I myself struggle with that from time to time I think we all do I think um, everybody does yeah yeah absolutely um and it does come from experience of of dealing with that I mean my audience knows that I grew up in a family with a, a mentally ill mother who was um not diagnosed or being treated while I was growing oh, up and so yeah. but, you know boundaries were a very weird kind of distorted thing growing up and as I got into my adult years and was able to recognize what was going on, um, setting boundaries with her was a very difficult and challenging thing. And um, I, you know, as as other people can attest to with dealing with someone who's kind of has a more challenging personality mm. and a difficult time um, um, respecting well, she boundaries. can't help it. Right, right. But there, but but we do need to set boundaries to take care of ourselves. Um, and and, and it, it's very it, it can be tricky depending on what the situation is, but it is necessary um, to do and and to come up with you know well when they violate this boundary what am I going to do <laughs> you know well and I also think that we split up into two groups I think that people are the givers or they're takers and um, I do I mean this goes way back to childhood and you know you can get into like early childhood developments and determine what kind of a person you are um is it possible to change character um it you know i think it all plays into everything and i think everyone has unique baggage that makes them different mm-hmm. i don't know if you can take one formula that's going to apply to somebody and say okay they're successful because of this and i'm going to be just like this person and go and then have everything that that person has but you know, how they got there, what their story is, is unique. Everyone's story is unique, and you've got to find the right balance for you. Um, and I think that just takes a lot of training, probably if you've got baggage, which I'm not sure it's possible to get out of your childhood without baggage. Um, <laughs> I think everybody has it. Yeah. I think it's amazing that you're probably a child for, I don't know, what, 10, 15 years, and that it affects the rest of 
You know, um, it's just, to me, it's just amazing. One of the things that I I have found is that when you get into your 40s, things start to become a little bit clearer. But when you hit your 50s, you really don't care. And you just start getting (laughs) to a point where (laughs) it's like, you know what? Did I fall flat on my face? Did I make a fool out of myself? Of course I did, but I don't care. And you well, know, I think I've entered that phase of development a little early because yeah. I'm still in my 40s. But I, <laughs> you know, and I actually think that's I, I think that when I hit my 40s, that's when I started taking all the risks. Mm-hmm. That's when everything started to open up for me because I just didn't care. Yeah, I wasn't applying my rules to anything else. I wasn't living up to anybody else's expectations. I wasn't living my life for, to make somebody else happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if I were to tell, a friend of my mom's gave me advice when I was in my 20s, and I was smart enough to listen to the advice. Um, but what she said to me was, sometimes the decisions that you have to make in life are not the popular decisions, mm-hmm. but they're the right decisions for yeah. you. Yeah. And I was smart enough to take it in, listen to it, and run with it. So if I had to tell anybody that, people will get hurt. You may lose some friends along the way. You may lose some family members along the way. Um, you just you have to be okay with chartering those roads. Um, if you're willing to do all of that, then I guarantee you it will turn out okay. But I think a lot of people are afraid. You know, fear is a big, fear is a big motivating factor that I think stops people from having success stop people from having relationships, um, going for it. So if you can get rid of the fear in your 20s, life is yours. You know, life is yours. Oh, I can't even imagine. I'm like looking back at my 20s going, oh, you know, know. there was so much fear going on in all areas. Yeah. And you know what? Those those are the years that you make the life-altering decisions. When you don't have the tools to make the right decisions because you don't have any experience or life behind you, the 20s is when you make your life-altering decisions that you can never take back. Mm-hmm. You look, I mean, marriages, families, careers, burning bridges. It's just, your 20s is a mess, but I just say, okay, go through it, get through it, you'll be fine. <laughs> trial by fire. But it's, yeah, I mean, it's like trial by fire, but I mean, you learn. It's like I look back on some of the decisions I made in my 20s, and they were life-altering, and I didn't even know at the time I was making them mm-hmm. that they were life-altering. And there's nothing you can do about it. There's just it's there's nothing you can do about it. There's no way to get through life without having regrets. You will always have regrets. And and I think though, as as you get older and have more experience, that that um, looking at it differently, and you can understand um, that you made the best decisions that you could at the time. And mm-hmm. because there's a when you say regret, it kind of for me that's kind of a, a buzzword that brings up immediately the word of forgiveness, of needing to forgive ourselves for um, making choices that did affect the rest of our lives and being able to live with those consequences and be okay with that. I agree. You know, and I, I think it's hard because I don't know, I don't know if, I think people are hardest on themselves mm-hmm. much more than they are harder on other people. And, but it gets taken out on other people. But it's all internal for us. Now, you know, right. if you can get past living with the regrets, then, you know, you're you're great. But I, I mean, everybody that I talk to that's in their 60s and their 70s, it's always the regrets of the things that they didn't do. Mm-hmm. 
never the stuff that they did do or tried at or walked away from. Right. It's always the regrets of the things that they never even tried at. Mm-hmm. So I, I always say, you know, go for it. Put 100% in it. If you fall flat in your face, who cares? Get over <laughs> it. Dust yourself off. Move on. Make a fool out of yourself. You know I mean? And, it, and it's always over love. The regrets are always the person that got away that they never tried for. Hmm. Never a career. I've never heard a person say to me, God, I'm so sad I never took that job. <laughs> never, not once. That's never come up. And, you know, and a lot of times it's because we, most people don't think they're good enough for that person, so they don't try. Or they have a fear that that person's going to leave them, so why go for it? Mm-hmm. Or they're going to lose that person, and then that's going to be the end of it. You know, one of the things, I, I don't share this often, but um, I always wanted to be a fashion designer, and I went to a college uh, in my early teens, my late teens, early 20s. I went to FIT in New York. Came back to San Diego. I wanted to be Giorgio Armani, but it wasn't my, mm-hmm. um, it wasn't in my realm. My family didn't think it was a good choice. They wanted me to have a real career, a real college degree, as they would put it. And so I went to school and got my bachelor's in, in business and marketing. And I never did anything with the with the fashion designing. And my dad had a store in, in my 30s. He had a clothing store in La Jolla in San Diego. And he kept saying to me, design a line. I'll put it in the store. Mm-hmm. And I had 12 years to design a clothing line and put it in his store. And I never did it. Not once. Mm. I never even looked at a sketch. And I thought about that now. I think back on that now. And I think it was because... I was afraid to do it because if I failed, it was my only dream to be a fashion designer. Mm-hmm. Then what dreams would I have left? Mm. And I just, you know, talk about a missed opportunity that was there and available for me, and I never took advantage of it. Mm-hmm. All because I was afraid to fail and then not have anything for the rest of my life. And it just, you know, I always... I think about that, that that's a mistake I made. It's a regret I have. And I went after it in my 40s, and this is where I end up now because of going after it. So I think if I had started in my 30s, think about where I would be, I'd be now. Mm-hmm. I could have been Armani. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? But I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> just, you know that, was my, that was my big, my big hang-up. I had the opportunity. It was there, right in my right in my hands, and I didn't do anything with it. Mm-hmm. You know, so big, big mistake. Well, and and you were able to go after it later too. So yes, I you know I was able to go after it later, um, and that that was only because a friend of mine was passing away from ovarian cancer, and she said to me. You know, I would give anything to be in your shoes to be able to know I'm going to live. Mm-hmm. And she goes, what are you waiting for? Go and do it. And she said, just get it out of your system. Have one fashion show and be done with it. Mm-hmm. And um, unfortunately, she passed away before I had my first fashion show, so she wasn't able to see it. Mm-hmm. But that's what started everything. It was her convincing me to try in my 40s. Mm-hmm. And so the road that it has taken me has been unbelievable. I mean, the experiences are unreal. The, the 
travel, the magazines, the people, Paris Fashion Week. I've had a chance to experience New York Fashion Week. I mean, I wasn't in them, but I had a chance to go and see them, meet the designers, mm-hmm. and that's how you it's just it was it's been unreal. It's been unreal. I got out of my own way. I yeah, absolutely. It. And I also think that timing is has a huge piece in it. Maybe maybe you weren't ready for it in your 20s or 30s. And maybe the mm-hmm. the timing was perfectly right. This is it's something that I've been talking with um like this is a theme that's been coming up in my life recently in conversations that I've been having with people about the timing of things and how you know, we may think that we were ready at a certain point, but the universe has other plans. <laughs> yeah. So I think that everything does happen when it is supposed to happen. Um, and and I'm just so so happy for you that you were able to um, take that little kick in the pants. And unfortunately, sometimes it does take pretty extreme circumstances for us to kind of move out of our comfort zone and do things that we really, really want to do in our in our heart and our soul. Um, but you did it. Like, it's, it's so wonderful that you were able to move forward and do that and have all of these opportunities to to see and be involved in this industry that it sounds like lights you on fire. Yes, it does. It's a very creative industry. And I think that a lot of people, when they're in creative industries, if you are a creative person, and one mm-hmm. of the things I'm able to do with being involved in all of this and, and still have my company here in San Diego, is I'm able to be creative, but I'm able to apply all of my business background mm-hmm. to it so that I don't go into it as a hobby. I go into it as a business. I look at it as a business. I approach it as a business. Um, and there is a downside to that because it did take away the creativity for me mm-hmm. um, to a certain point, but it made me practical. Um, and it's opened up different doors. So now I have different dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, I have more dreams. I don't have just one dream. I have multiple dreams now. And there's no reason why I can't go after every single one of my dreams and see if it works. Right. Why Absolutely. not? <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah. yeah. I, and I, you were talking before and saying that, you know, fashion design was your one dream. And I, I was thinking that, too, because I, when I was much younger, I had – particular dreams and I had given myself deadlines by the time I'm 30 da, 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 da. so I got I got to 30 and I had accomplished everything or pretty much everything that I'd set out to do and, and certainly by the time I was 32 and then I'm like well now what yeah <laughs> so um there's always you know one of the things I like to say in some combination of or another is that you know keep having dreams you know we'll make more you know there there's that saying hopefully with you make more yeah, yeah, we always you make know, more. So keep yeah. dreaming, that, and if you feel like you're out of dreams, we'll make more. Yeah, go make more. And I always say, you know, I mean, one of the things that's just so unique is uh, being a part of uh, Trent Prevay Magazine, the magazine that I'm with. Um, I started this web series, and I'm hosting it to where I'm actually interviewing people. I, I could have made anyone a star. I could have picked anybody. And I could have just directed the episodes and produced them like I normally would do and have done. But the people that I'm bringing on didn't want to be interviewed by anybody but me because they know me mm-hmm. and they know the kind of questions I'm going to ask and they know it's going to be this type of an episode. And it's kind of hard for me to put somebody else in that situation because now I have the life experience behind me to be able to ask all of these questions. Mm-hmm. And I, I've, I've been trying to mentor people 
that want to kind of work for me in the magazine to try to be able to see things in a certain way. But it's kind of it, it, it is hard to teach people experience. It's very hard, mm-hmm. um, and you can't teach experience because even though if they go for the exact same thing, they may have a different experience than you. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, I, I, it's just having it's just having your dreams, but it's also taking all of the skills that you've learned along the way and applying them to move forward. And new doors will open. New opportunities will open. Um, as long as you're acquiring all kinds of new skills and um, having an interest in life. I think that's the most important thing in life is interest. Mm-hmm. Interest in life, love, laughter, food, everything. Without interest in life, I mean, I, I can't even imagine what your life would be like. Right, right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Well, this has been a wonderfully rich discussion, Stacey. Well, thank really, you. Yeah, I really appreciate it. We are getting close to being out of time, and I just I want to make sure that people have a way to get in touch with you if they would like to learn more about the wonderful things that you're doing. Well, they can visit my website, which is www.stacey.com. Dot com and that lists everything that has to do with the magazine, all my writing, my interviews, the web series. It's got um, my documentaries that are um, that I've produced. One's on my life story that you can uh, download from Amazon. Everything's right there on one page for everyone to read. Everything they want to know about me. My my bio's on there. I don't have a whole lot of secrets. It's got good stuff. It's got bad stuff, and it's got life in between. <laughs> that sounds yes. good. Wonderful. Well, life but, in between, you know. Yes, as, well, then that's really what life is. It's the in between yes. moments of what we plan, isn't it? <laughs> Agreed. It's the in between moments, yes. Yeah. So, any last minute tips? I know you mentioned so much today, but any anything sticking out to you as far as like what you really want listeners to come away with as far as how they can get out of their own damn way? You know, I, I think it's going to be. The advice that my mom's friend Melody gave me was that sometimes in life we have to make decisions and they may not always be the popular ones, but they're the right ones for you. Figure it out, make the decision, and just live with the consequences of it and move forward. Because if you're not making yourself happy along the way and you're living for somebody else's life, eventually your life will come to an end. So, you know, because it's the smaller... The more you live for somebody else, the smaller you're living for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds like an I life, like you're not a we or you're not participating, but you're really no good to anybody else unless you're happy with who you are. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast, Stacey. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, and thank you all for listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. Be sure to stay tuned for more powerful interviews with powerful people who've learned to get out of their own damn way. Thanks so much for listening. What do people from all over the world do to get out of their own damn way? Tune in on June 2nd to find out. Hi, it's Creelan, host of the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. To celebrate the one-year anniversary of my podcast, I'll be hosting a special 50th episode where I'll share what I've learned over the last year by interviewing guests from around the world. Tune into this special anniversary episode on June 2nd at creelin.com slash podcast. That's K-R-Y-L-Y-N dot com slash podcast. Or find us on iTunes.